0: you for tuning into the I grew up over 30 podcast I am your host Dre and in this new year of 2021 I greet you in abundant love let this be your year there will be success unions of true love quality health authentic joy and so much more healing in 2021 and I am here for it one time for the growth two times for the healing three times for the higher self So how can we make this a healthy 2021? Let's talk. The beginning of a new year can take on different meanings for different folks, but I think we can all agree, January 1st of whatever represents a new slate, altogether a new beginning, and we can all benefit from a fresh, healthy start. For the past few years, I was dead set on not setting any goals, I don't like pressure and I tend to buckle myself when I try to set certain goals, which is why my ass never really got rid of those double digit jeans. But don't judge me. Anyway, 2020 was so powerful for me. I did a lot of work on myself that included taking responsibility for me, facing and forgiving previous versions of myself. And let me say, it's still some work to do. Okay, I'm not here to tell you that I'm an expert at anything or that I'm at my final phase. It's still work to do. But I'm spiritually in a different place with myself than I was on January 1st, 2020. So right before this new year, I participated in a winter solstice, like releasing and clearing kind of ritual event. And what was cool about it was that I actually prepared for it. Like, I actually sat and thought about things um, that I wasn't ready to admit that I hadn't let go, right? And I've talked to y'all about some shit that I done gone through. And it's some shit that I haven't shared or some feelings about some shit. So, some things that really stuck out to me um, for the year. And for my past, I I just really wrote them all down for real. Like, that's how I prepared for them. I wrote everything down that I really felt like I wanted to let go. And I was specific. Um, And this is also tying into your affirmations, being specific about what you want to release and how you feel about that and where you are with that. And, and with your affirmations, where you want to go, what you want to see. You know what I'm saying? Not just, I want to be rich. Like, you know what I'm saying? Anyway. So, like I told y'all about the sound bowl meditations and therapy. It was kind of easy to really know what I hadn't let go. What I kept bringing to the forefront of my thoughts. So, the whole, the whole shit was so dope you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really know how else to describe it. Like, it was, it was so cool to be ministered to and share space with different women that, you know, like, we don't really know each other. We can just participate and enjoy what we doing. Like, the whole thing was just, it was just cool. So um the guided meditation was one part. And then they also did the sound bowl meditation, while the burning ritual, and I chose to do burning. But um, the host, she had bought water soluble paper, and she had told folks, you know, if they didn't weren't going to buy the paper or didn't, you know, didn't have a way to do the burning, that they could tell her what they wanted to release, and she would write, you know. Well, I don't think they told her, but they had their shit, and she put their name on the paper and put it in the in the water so the shit evaporated that was too much but anyway (laughs) um the whole shit was just super energetic it was just so clearing to physically put on paper what was in my mind and put fire to the flame. Well, none of that the part of the story that I wanted to tell y'all, but I just wanted to tell you how cool the event was. The point was, like I said, the burning and putting it on paper and actually like identifying it and burning it. And it was my letting go. Like after the event, I kind of sat with myself and I thought not about what I burned, but who I was now because of those things. And damn it, I cried. I cried in gratitude for real. Like I just sat and looked around and (laughs) my room was not, it was a a bit of a mess just because that wasn't part of my preparation. But even that, like I was so grateful for, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if y'all have ever heard, you know, when they say about, You know, a messy home is a lived-in home. You know, dishes in the sink means you had a, a meal. You know what I'm saying? Like, that kind of appreciation for my surroundings. And so, doing the burning, sitting in gratitude, like, it's helped me to kind of be in a place where I can choose to look at my past as just an experience, That here I am, past that shit. I I survived it. I'm past the past. I chose and I choose, I actively choose to look at my present, my, my life right now, with gratitude. Every time a thought from my past tries to creep in, I literally replace it with thoughts of gratitude. And that's crazy because I remember in the beginning of my journey hearing this kind of stuff, and I was like... So, you know, like I would think in my head, oh, so your thoughts of gratitude literally ninja chop your ungrateful thoughts or whatever. But you know what? Yup. They do. Every time I, I choose to do that. If I'm sometimes, um, when we're driving, my husband and I, he chooses to drive. So I'd be staring out the window. If I see a bigger home or I see a nice truck instead of Thinking about the mess in my home or, you know, the shit that needs to be repaired or getting an oil change in this car or having this car for so long or whatever. I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for my home and what I have in my car and how it gets me and my husband back and forth to work. How it takes us wherever we need to go and we had no major problems with it. And I'm so thankful. I don't need to have what other people have I bless I can bless those people's home and I do may it be filled with love may they be happy with what they have may they have peace but what's mine is mine and that's what I'm grateful for so if you know me in my real life or even just having listened to this episode or any episodes you might be thinking, bitch, you should be grateful. My life is hell. You don't know what I go through. I'm, I am I, got this. You know, I don't know what's next. You know, I, I, my situation, true, you're right. But that's going to lead me to what I want to say next. And I know I've said it before. I had to do a self-assessment. Now that I had kind of confronted my unhealed baggage, I needed to rewrite my story being in the past, the pain, I needed to not let those things be who I am. They didn't need to define me. I didn't need to lead with those anymore. It's a choice to move past that time. And choosing to speak about what I've been through or what I've accomplished or what my life is or whatever, is gonna translate differently to different people. But it's important that when I tell my story, that it empowers me. That I'm proud of who I am when I tell people that I have four children and I'm married and we've been together damn near 20 years and blah, blah, blah. That my story or whatever I'm telling you about myself, that when you see me and you've seen me in action, that it proves why who you see me as who I am is who she is. Does that make sense? As my pastor would say, eat the meat and throw away the bone. The bone is the past. The meat is the lesson. And that's what I did. I decided that I decide how I present myself to people. And granted, like I've said in in the book, of The Four Agreements, everybody has their own perspective. It's no need for me to take it personally how other people see me based on who I am or what they know about me. So... If you need to, take assessment about what you'd like to improve in your life or what you'd like to rewrite about your life. What are you really sick and tired of? And what are you willing to let go of and make room for the gratitude and appreciation for the growth that you've made or what you've survived? You know, what things do you hold on to that you need to release that will really change how you feel about yourself? It's... It's ways like that that change the narrative about your life so it doesn't make you sad to wake up and to live the life that you're living how you're living it. Instead, you you wake up feeling like a fucking superhero that didn't stay down, that didn't stay stuck, that didn't stay restricted by her own mind. You might hear people talk about the narrative. And I know lately with what's going on in the world, that word has gotten thrown around a lot. But it's basically the way that a story is told and presented. It can form an opinion. The narrative of, a, of, of how a story is told can form an opinion that's not necessarily based on facts. And it's, nece- and it's really being told from a biased perspective. So what that means for you, when you're telling your story, there could be some things that you don't want to talk about. But... You have grown from them. You're not there anymore. And you decide how that part of the story is told. You decide how that chapter leads to the next one. You get to choose to tell your story instead of it being a sad tale, right? That makes you feel like shit. You get to tell a story of victory and survival. And really, it's not always about telling your story to other people. So I don't want you to get stuck on how you present yourself to other people. It's more about how it replays in your own mind. Because it's going to affect how you feel about yourself and who you are and where you are today. And it's okay if the reality is is that you're not happy. That's the point of the self-assessment. So those things that make you unhappy with who you are today, it's not a problem. Shit, write them motherfuckers down and work on that. Work on, on, on those aspects of your life that can make you be happy when you wake up. And I, and I make you be happy, just like I said it. One of the things I learned about rewriting the story It includes certain people and places. And like they say, those people, those places, those times, they don't have to go with you to the next phase of your life. They don't have to stay with you. And they won't. One thing that helped me get into the next chapter, changing the narrative of my life, was that I had to declutter the mess. I started at removing people. I personally, I don't. It be the littlest shit, and I cut you off, child. I don't care. But <laughs> I, I like find joy in it. Actually, I be <laughs> I be another one bites the dust. <laughs> But um, I started to look at the clutter in my home a little differently. And I know you're going to wonder what one got to do with the other. So let me tell you. You know how some people will wait till like um, the spring, you know, spring cleanup, fall cleanup, shit like that. And um, that's when they kind of like change their fire alarm. Well, it's not a rule, right? You don't have to wait to those times, right? Because I'm gonna need you to change your fucking battery when it starts beeping. Right? I'm like, why do y'all. Doesn't that. That shit is annoying. Oh my God, y'all be like, beep, beep on the phone. Bitch, goodbye. I know them motherfucking square batteries don't cost that. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but the spring cleaning, the fall cleaning, the whatever, you can do that anytime. That you feel in a rut for real there ain't no fucking rule about when that shit needs to be done and I use those examples because people tend to throw out like clothes you know they'll go through their closets the kitchen um, the basement they'll go in the attic you know people tend to go into those areas of their homes that don't regularly get cleaned oops there's the connection Think about that with your life, right? What's in your closet? What's What linens and sheets and towels you need to throw out? What shoes do you know goddamn well you're not going to wear no fucking more? What um, books, magazines, papers, shit around the house is just sitting around that you know you're not going to use anymore? And think about that in the spiritual aspect of your life. Right, like What things are just kind of lingering around that need to really be decluttered and, and, and need to be thrown out? If it helps for you to do the tangible, pl- do that. E- like I just said about making a list, you can tackle one project at a time. You don't need to set the goal of saying, I'm going to have it done by Friday. I'm going to do it this month. I'm going to... When it's in you that things are bothering you the way they look in your home, get up and fix it. You don't need to wait for a certain time of the year, like I told y'all last episode, and and I'm sure a different one. You don't need to wait till the the beginning of the year, but since we here, but you don't have to put these goals and when you should so feel inclined to get rid of something that is in your way. That is just a a reminder of frustration. Get it out. Get it out. It can be so like liberating to declutter your home, right? And like I said, working with the tangible, the shit that you can see can help. Once you start to eliminate one, this would help what I found for myself. When I started to eliminate one, it became easier to go into other parts of my life in the house and get rid of stuff. You can (laughs) sometimes we tend to start to go through stuff, though. And. Like you remember when you wore a shirt. Or something that happened when you wore this jacket or when you you know you open up a folder and it's these old pictures of something so it can kind of be like nostalgic you know what I'm saying don't get stuck there you can laugh you can cry you might even try it on you you know you might get in the mirror and be like yes oh my god it still fits but but just like the unseen problems put it in the bag drop it off get it out the house don't let it sit in the hallway like it did for me i really seriously y'all let me (laughs) my room a few years ago it's probably been more than a few but anyway my room was a fucking mess it was just shit everywhere i don't even know like it wasn't like no fucking TLC hoarder shit, you know what I'm saying? Let me not do all that, but it was a mess for me, and it was I was in a bad place in my head, in my life. So one day I was like, you know what? Let me let me call Pastor, and I really did, and she was like, Look, here's the rules: if you haven't worn it put it in the bag if the paper's been sitting there and you know that you don't need them you know because obviously you want to be responsible and have your important shit all together in one spot or at least you know what it is and what folder it's in or whatever so all the old papers that you just let pile up all the all the fucking drawings and shit that your kids them brought home and shit put it in the fucking trash get rid of it the clothes bag for the goodwill the trash for the trash and no i'm not i don't need to keep every damn drawing that the baby did made because everything is not refrigerator worthy okay but i did all of that i got all the bags together i had these big ass poly bags i got them all together whatever and they really sat in my hallway they they really did i walked by them i tripped over them um I think I, uh, my fucking son vacuumed around them. And one day, my husband was like, uh, you know what? He tossed some shits in the truck and just got them out. I don't know where they ended up. Salvation Army, Goodwill, them yellow boxes at the 7-Eleven. I don't know. But they about to hear. Mm. But I'm not going to lie and say that before he pulled them out, I wasn't trying to go through them again. And again, going back to real life. How many times have you... Tried to let go of something and then it was still living rent-free in your head Certain shit just doesn't fit you anymore Something shit some shit. You just know you're not gonna use anymore. You don't need it Get rid of it And and, and again, like I said the, the shirt might remind you of a time if them if you know that time don't include with people that is in Your everyday life anymore that you don't speak to or that don't have nothing that they just bring you by okay give that shit it's walking papers and get it on up out of here stop entertaining the circus oh I don't know if I've ever shared this with y'all one of my homeboys um, he we was talking about something one time and so I'm gonna share with y'all what he said to me um, stop trying to revive people that got the toe tag on them the shit is dead the situation is dead the time is dead Let it go. Let it let them roll it off to the morgue and bury it or cremate it or whatever. Back to the the ritual event, the burning or the water soluble. Get rid of it. And then accept that that's what's best for you. Don't go into this guilty fit that you needed to have stayed with that. And how could you have let that go? And maybe it'll work. No. Be okay with knowing that what you're doing is what's best for you not you as this you as that just you a lot of people will declutter and then want to replace whatever they've decluttered and some people will say that it's okay you know if you get rid of you know all these all these winter clothes okay you see a new one a nice new one okay go ahead or you treat yourself to a long overdue manicure and pedicure, a facial, a waxing, whatever, some time out the house. I just want you to make sure that you don't replace with something that's equally as toxic or no good. Because we see that in relationships, right? When when our girlfriend keeps ending up with the same kind of guy, she breaks up with one, the next one does the same shit, breaks up with that one, Right? Just make sure that what you're replacing it with is healthy. And and let me say this. You get rid of five sweaters don't mean you got to go buy another sweater. Maybe you buy a bathing suit. Just saying. On a personal note with the replacement, I want to just share. I started getting rid of some of the closest people to me. I really did. Some like, my ride or dies, my everydays, my day ones, my mom, blah, blah, blah. I got lonely. <laughs> I started getting desperate for friends. My god, I was like bored as shit in the house, and I'd want to call other people that I hadn't necessarily cut off but I wasn't really talking to. And if I didn't, obviously, then I'd be bored. Um, or I'd be like, okay, well, let me just. <sighs> my god bitch be like why why you know so have y'all ever seen the pimp chronicles (laughs) the cat williams special if you haven't it's fucking hilarious it's got to be everywhere watch it it's just funny just in general but there's a part in there where he talks about how women always talking about men ain't shit and so he says what is it about your pussy that keeps attracting these ain't shit people, these ain't shit men? So I had to ask myself as a friend. Ask myself, what is it about me that keeps attracting these ain't shit ass people? Broke, no ambition, no goals, no nothing positive, always talking about what well, well what am I doing? Let me let me let me back up and see what am I attracting? So I realize now that instead of being bored or picking up the phone and being uh, regretting it, let me take that time and work on me, right? Let me set some healthy boundaries for myself. Let me let me start making sure that my yeses are yeses and my noes are noes and me being okay. And it got a little lonelier. Because it meant that I wasn't available for certain people. But it made space for some of the coolest people. Some of the most awesome women. Like women that I dreamt about being friends with. That I want to be part of my family. Because I don't really do the friend shit. Now, I have met some. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that they're my friends. Because we're not there yet. But when I share space with them. when When I'm around them it's like, it motivates me. It makes me wanna keep doing what I'm doing. It makes me wanna keep working on myself and healing and it's okay, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I needed. So when you release in the physical, be mindful that it's more important to work on yourself internally than it is to replace. You can end up, I feel like, overwhelmed, maybe confused. I don't know what I was feeling, but the shit ends up manifesting in your life because I started to find that my shit was starting to clutter all over again. And now I actually enjoy decluttering in my house and getting rid of shit. I made my husband and my son clean up this storage room um, a couple of weeks ago. Get this shit out of here. He had bought, um, he bought a a TV. Why the fuck we still got the old one? Get this shit. (laughs) So it will manifest, my love. Okay. The last episode, um, when I talked to you about, like before you went to bed and rewriting your day's story, the story for the day. Hopefully, it relieved you of some unchangeable events that have happened. Hopefully, you've been able to release those things and at least work on it. So now I want you to incorporate what does a perfect day look like, right? Make a list of things that you'd like to do that would make a perfect day that don't necessarily consist of familial obligations, right? Shit you got to do for the house. Like, I don't mean, oh, I need, you know... If I could wash the dishes or you know, I don't mean shit like that. And I don't mean shit for work. No, I'm talking about shit for you that help you be your best you. Shit that helps you show up as your best self. And I'm I don't want you to make a list in order. I never want you to make a list in order when you are making a list of shit that you want to do. Make the fucking list and get it out of your head and then you can go through the shit, right? Just how they drop in your spirit, bitch. The fuck? But how do you want to introduce those things into your day? How can you go about introducing those things into your day? Like, my, um, I was watching a live with my tarot reader. And actually, it was the tarot reader and the sound bowl um, li- a host. But she has said something about creatives waking up between four and six in the morning (laughs) if you can hey by all means but baby not i Mm -mm. but i did like i knew i wanted to wake up early right uh, like the whole well shit it's winter time now so you don't even hear the fucking birds now but keeping up with that early morning up before the birds type of shit like I knew I wanted to do that but I I was like I I don't want to set no alarm because I don't want to wake my husband up and sometimes my internal clock will wake me up but most of the times it's probably not well I ended up getting a puppy it's my second dog but she's a puppy she can't hold it like the other one can so I was like you know what I'm gonna get up with her in the mornings and I'm gonna try to ground I'm gonna try to get my alone time in like my my meditation and I guess you would say because I'm still working on sitting and meditating but meditating can be anything it doesn't necessarily have to be sitting on oh, my phone stays home and me and her just go on a walk so after she done done what she done done I Take her on a route where I can get the most sun. And I just turn face in the sun with my eyes closed. And I just sit and thank spirit. I just sit in gratitude. And it's cold as shit outside. But I'm still thankful. I bundle up. And when I start to get discouraged or my thoughts start to roam, I just come back to thank you. If I have nothing else to say, I'm thankful. That's what works for me. Find and do what works best for you. Just know that this process doesn't need to be no big ass production, right? You don't need to do what other people are doing. Because you got your own shit that you got to face. You got your own shit you have to get past. You have your own shit that you have to heal from. And you don't know what other people had to, that same process, what, what it was like for them to get to where they are. So... You can can cheer somebody on if you're so worried about what they're doing. You can can let someone's life encourage you and motivate you. You don't have to let it get you down. That's a choice. That's, That's a choice of how your thought process goes. You can applaud that bitch. You can cheer her on. It's okay. But rest in knowing that what's for you is for you. It's, it's okay to applaud other people, even how you are right now, without your your highest, best version, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Don't cost nothing. I feel like I want to like, drill that into people. You know what I'm saying? Like we just, and sometimes as women, we're just so critical. Don't do that. Not to other people and not to yourself. Be happy. Seriously. Fuck. So with that being said, my final little thought here, and piggybacking on what I just said, baby, nobody can do what you do how you do it. And I know it's cliche because I heard that a lot in this journey, but I understand it so much more now. When you are in your purpose you are going to affect the people you're supposed to affect. You're going to touch them, you're going to you're going to prosper, you're going to be successful. Those things, the final result that you want is going to happen when you're being purposeful and intentional in your lane. Okay? There is no competition. Just you. You are your competition. I saw this thing on Instagram um about when you feel like there's not room for you and your talents. Go to the supermarket and look down the bread aisle. And look at how many different um, bread distributors there are. So I'm a the, the cereal. <laughs> the fucking pasta. It'd be four or five different brand name ones. And then it might even be two different generic ones. So why ain't enough room for you? And what you got? Stop letting... Other people, because that's what it is, in society, tell you that, that that's it. This is the end of the road for you. You ain't accomplished what you were supposed to. That's it. You, your time is up. Loop, on to the next one. No. That's some fucking fake ass pressure. And we're not doing that shit. You a badass bitch just how you are. And we're going to work to continue to be the badass bitch that we need to be. You don't need a degree You don't need somebody by your side. You don't need the biggest, the shiniest, this, that. You don't need none of that to validate you. There is no rule that says that you need to do this by this time because you can't. It's fucking 90 year old people getting college degrees. So don't tell me that you can't be shit because you don't have it. There's people with six, seven, eight children, single parents, and still doing the motherfucking thing as entrepreneurs living in big ass houses on an acre of land. Don't fucking let these bullshit ideas cloud your mind because that's really what's telling you you can't do it so when you replace those thoughts day by day little by little situation by situation you are I promise you gonna be motivated by your own self to keep going it's not an overnight process it's not a pretty process it's a fucking process Look, we talking about how the fuck they got a vaccine now already. It's only been nine fucking months. Shit is a process. Shit take time. We don't want some quick end results. We not doing that. And remember this. They talked about fucking Jesus. So they gonna talk about your ass too. Do what is best for you. You got to be in love with the woman that stares back at you in the mirror. You got to love her no matter what. You got to look past all that shit that you done been through and look at who you are today and say, I, I'm a still a badass bitch. Yeah, I got some improvements to make. And being a badass bitch don't mean you got to hate on anybody else. Okay, don't confuse the two. Just know that what's for you is for you. Trust in that. Rest in that. Everything that you need is already out there. The connections, the networking, the money, the the opportunities, they're all out there. And they're all just waiting on you to be in alignment with them. Happy 2021, family. Let's do this damn thing. Peace.